So here we are, back for yet another Skier X Media podcast episode. We are now going into February. Happy birthday to me when that comes in a couple weeks. Yes, you can hear some radios in the background, but that's okay. We don't mind radios because we're working. We're working men. That's what we do. Who's we? Well, first, before we get into the we, let's do the sponsor reads, and then we're going to switch it up this week. This week, we're going to start with Saint Custom Skis and Snowboards. I've always said, if you need, if you're going to be in ski media, you need a couple things to be legit. A ski sponsor is one of those things, and Saint is who is making skis for me. Whatever you want. You want a specific length, they'll do that. Width, they'll do that. You want to cut a certain way. So you can ride in your powder or on your groomers or whatever, whatever you want with whatever graphic you want. If you want swear words and naughty pictures, they'll do that for you. Um, they'll do stuff that looks like something off a heavy metal ha- a hair metal album cover of the 80s. That's what mine are going to look like. St. Custom Skis and St. Custom Skis and Snowboards in Gorham, New Hampshire. SaintSkis.com. Check them out. Now, why are we doing them first and not Whaleback? Well, you know I love Whaleback. I say all the time, Whaleback is great. If you want the groom stuff, they got the groom stuff. If you want the natural, you want the natural. If you want accessibility and a low-cost ticket, come here. It's exit 16. There's nothing else off this exit, which is not true, but it's the biggest game off the exit. So come on down. And I say come on down because I'm here. I'm on location today. Today I am here with not just one, but two folks. First and foremost, John Hunt. Welcome back to the program. Thank you very much, Tim. Pumped to be out. And secondly is Alex, whose last name I'm sure I've butchered for months, so I'm going to let him say it. Alex LaHood. Uh, thanks for coming out tonight, Tim. Uh, so it is LaHood, so I've gotten it right. It is how it's spelled. You never know. You never can tell if it's how it's spelled or not. So we're here at Whaleback today because I love it. We we talk. We hang out. Me and Alex took a run, sort of. He's a much better skier than me, so I just said, go ahead, whatever. Plus, I had to stop. I am still leg burning from skiing down a sun of yesterday with the veterans um which by the time you hear this was almost a month ago so how's it going guys whoever wants to go first how's whale back starting out the season a little rough yeah uh, things uh things are good you know we had a, a great start to the season we had a solid five or six days a lot of people here had some great conditions and everything ran really smoothly uh, unfortunately then we saw about you know inch and a half two inches of rain and five days of 50 plus degrees and we uh had to close it down for a few days while our amazing mountain ops team kicked it back into gear and made snow at every opportunity they had which unfortunately wasn't very much over those six days that we were closed but they got it done and we reopened yeah as of yesterday at 2 p.m and we are full steam ahead since then so and it's pretty good out there i was just out there and came in covered in snow so can't complain yeah it's snowing right now here and um it's whatever day it is the 12th of january and uh beautiful out there um i was coming down watching the kids ski the the weird group of kids that was coming down alex i think you've got to see it now too i was saying there's racer kids and they're just bombing you have your regular recreational people who are just hanging out doing whatever and then you got the people who shouldn't be up there now this trail it's open from the top to bottom it's not hard but it's not easy so please when they do put the sign at the bottom of the lift that says intermediate only please follow that um, you guys have already had some calls pulling people down with, with ski patrol, I've heard, yeah? You know, we put the side up intermediate advance only, and, uh, some people either don't know what that means, or they, uh, maybe guess that they're a little bit better, or they think they are those things, and they're not quite there, but that's okay, that's why we got ski patrol, they, uh, need to stay busy, and they're, they're staying busy today, so. They certainly are. 
and good for them. I'm glad they have a job where they can stay busy and have a lot of fun. And we're going to talk a lot of fun. Now, we could go over the history of Whaleback and all this, but we've done that in the past. John has gone over that with us a few times. Um, we even went over that with um, a little bit with uh, Stuart Winchester um, over at Storm Ski in his episode, which, you know, people really enjoyed. Um, so let's talk about the future. Let's talk. Let's just start with this season. What do we got going on? I know tonight we got Thursday Night Race League starting, so that's awesome. And that'll be going through almost to March, yeah? Yeah, uh, pretty much right through the end of February. Right through the end of February. So there you go. Come sign up, um, teams, but you are taking singles this season, I believe, yeah? We are, yeah. We're super excited to start tonight. We got about uh, over 20 teams as of now and a handful of uh, individuals. So the uh, teams will race head-to-head tonight doing time trials. Just figure out which league people are going to go into. Uh, The individuals will either fill in on teams if they need a substitute or something like that. And if nothing else, they'll do time trials at the end just to have a little fun. We got uh, DJ Steel Wool coming in tonight for a little 80s party. That should be a blast. Uh, Gourmet Hot Dogs on the deck. She's throwing wings in the smoker right now. It's going to be a a party, so we're pretty excited about it. And Whaleback does know how to throw a party, man. I've been here for a few of them through the summer and the fall. Um, Great times all around. I love it here. Um, what else we got going on this season? Anything special? Anything fun? Just going to get open and stay open, provided weather cooperates? Yeah, the goal is to to get open, stay open, host uh, races almost every weekend. Um, we are, we're excited that we're bringing back the Tri-State Championships, the freestyle uh, championships that we hosted last year. So they'll be back on March uh, 4, 5, and 6. Um, so that'll be a, a fun weekend. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot happening. We're, we're pretty excited. They, they that's what I try to get out when I tell people about this place. Like They're like, it's a small place, right? I was like, yeah, and it has all those advantages. You know, all the trails lead to the same place, so you won't lose your kids. Um, it, it doesn't cost that much. Believe me, it's one of the best ticket deals, one of the best um, season pass deals ever. Like, you can't... I feel bad when I bought my pass early at the end of last season. Uh, it, it was about 200 bucks, and even without... The good weather i'm pretty sure i'm going to be down to like 10 bucks a day maybe 12 so i'm kind of robbing them and that's not fair what do you guys think of that i'll go i you know i i don't think that's robbing i think that's exciting i mean that that's what our mission is we want to we want to be accessible to everyone we want to break down that that barrier of high cost to get into a sport that we all love in snow sports and you know by by providing those ticket passes at that price point we're 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 helping people get onto the mountain. Folks that haven't, that maybe don't have the chance to get to a bigger mountain, or or don't have the opportunity to to dish out two hundred and thirty dollars for a day pass. We're we're trying to buck the system in that way. Yeah, no, and they really are. They're undercutting everybody. Alex, you have something to say about that? Yeah, I think you know John. John kind of nailed it right there on the head. But you know, it's the the future generation. You know, we don't want to price those people out of skiing and snowboarding. I can't imagine being a family of God four or five or six and trying to go to one of these mega resorts and paying. Who knows how much for a weekend where you can come on down, drive 10 minutes down the highway, come to Whaleback and bring your whole family in here and make it affordable and really make sure that all the kids get a love of snow sports and want to keep going in the future. Because if we don't have those younger generations get into it, the you know, the sport might die out. And we don't... No, we don't want that. And, and kids love this place. I constantly see kids here, kids groups from schools, the racer kids, um, just kids. You can tell they're just kids. So it, it, it's a great place. It's a good time. And they're pushing towards the future, like we said. Um, I see from here you got the new lights turned on. They look friggin' fantastic, man. How do how do they work when it's pitch black? 
They're great. I mean, we, you know, we, we ran that campaign this summer. That's a kind of a mini piece of our overall capital campaign. And we were able to, to rally our, our support structure and our community to, to raise $15,000. Um, we've spent a good portion of that to, um, on wiring, on new lights. Um, they're still a little bit stashed away for next summer to, to be able to relight a new trail up the top. Um, but I think, you know, what we have out there now, it's, it's good and bright, especially on the race run. You can, um, you know, you'll see the finish line when you come through now. That's awesome. Um, that'll make it easier on me too. If I'm going to be up there taking pictures and stuff tonight. Um, Hey, you can get me up on a lift at nighttime. I haven't done that in a while. That should be a lot of fun. So again, now one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to these guys again is because folks asked me about the new lift project that's coming. And this was, um, you know, well, John, you, you talked about it on, 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 on the flannel flash night. And I was just joking around. I said, I was there. I was paying attention, but I don't remember everything. So better to get it from the horse's mouth, boys. A new lift is exciting. You know, some people would say, well, is it like that six pack at Waterville Valley? No, but that's Waterville Valley. This is a whole other idea. Like they have their ideas. They do what they do. We do what we do here. Someone else does what they do there. Not, not competitive, just different. What's the new lift about? Yeah, it, I mean, that's the other big piece of this capital campaign that we're really excited to be closing in less than a year. Um, originally, it was a three-year plan to raise the funds for it, and we're going to be closing it um, this year. So next summer, we'll be um, investing in a Starlift USA. Um, it's called their Sunkid Comfort Megastar Tow. Um, essentially, it's it's a it's a tow rope on steroids. It's um you know it's a rope with a platter and a handle um, with a much bigger motor than the one we currently have to get us up arguably one of our steeper pitches to get up lower spout, um, which provides us the opportunity to open earlier in the season because as we make snow, we don't have to wait for top to bottom to be prepared. We can start making snow. We can open that portion of the, the trail. And as we continue to invest in our snowmaking systems, we'll, it'll also give access to Scrimshaw, which is a green circle, and Canyon and the lower part of our terrain park. So the goal is once this lift is in, earlier in the season we'll be able to open race training, a pretty good pitch for the public, um, a green circle for the public, and the the terrain park so the core team can tra can do their um, their training, but also the public can get in there and jump off some boxes like Alex likes to do. Um, yeah, so it, it it's really it's it's a great um, piece of the puzzle for us. Um, you know, I know um, some would look at a smaller mountain and say lift capacity is not um, you know a goal for you you know i think but it is in reality it's it's lift capacity early in the season and um it's a much easier um an easier purchase for us than a replacing our entire chair right now um, which quite honestly with a new chair doesn't give us half the mountain earlier in the season um we recognize that the chair is is a big piece of the future and we'll get to that down the road but right now the chair is running and it, we've invested over $150,000 in the last two years to get that chair up to code and to be safe. Um, the next step is putting in the surface lift so we can open earlier in the season. And should we have issues with the chair or, for example, this past week when um, we weren't open because we didn't have top to bottom skiing, if we had the surface lift up, we would have at least had that section of the mountain open. Um, so th this last week, as, as awful as it was to be closed for six days, it highlighted better than me talking about it or better than any pictures it highlighted the need for this lift absolutely and they, i don't even think that's a, a, a like an issue of capacity that's just good lift placement 
Like, and that'll be beautiful because it's a it's a great run. Like, if you look at it, it's got some steep. Like, it'll burn your legs after you do it ten or twelve times. Like, get up there and just run it. You know, from from a surface lift, which is fine. Your your legs will be burning. Alex, what do you got on the new lift, man? I think, yeah, everything John said and a little more, you know, we got the race trainers that I'm looking at right now going out there and, you know, they will have to go all the way over to that other lift right there. They'll be able to hop right on and just get more laps in and, you know, continue to get better every run. So just make it happen, you know? Absolutely. And where it drops off, like you were saying, you were just listing trails, John. That's plenty for a, a, a day of early season. Like, you know, because, so, I mean, we talk about early season at the bigger places. They only have a trail open, maybe two. Maybe five if you're bigger, bigger, but who cares? Screw them. Um, no, that's mean. I'm not going to say that. We don't, we're not doing competitive stuff. I'm just having fun. Good. It also does take, a, a, you know, a little bit of the pressure off to the other lifts. So for, the, you know, folks in the learning area, there's not going to be the lines of the race trainers coming through. Or on the lift, there's not going to be the lines of the of the race trainers coming through and, and jamming it up because they're going to be over on the other section of the hill. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to split the capacity around the mountain much better for us. And like Alex said, provide them an opportunity to get laps so their training is successful. We are the home of five different training programs. So it, it's quite a bit of our population is using that section. Um, and it'll be great to not impact the general public um, during training times. Absolutely. Like, yeah, when you come to race, everybody's running for the one lift. Put the racer kids over there and you're golden. And that's a beautiful thing. And I love it. Now, I'm not... This is going to sound like a jerky question. I don't mean it to be. Um, what? Not not necessarily giving credit to who figured this out, but who figured this out? How did you figure it out? How did you get to this when you're, you know, you're standing on the back deck and looking like, yeah, a chair is good, but this is better. How do you get there? Um, it's It's been a long conversation even before Alex and I started. Uh, you know, the big, um, you know, the strategic vision of the nonprofit, of the foundation um, was being developed for, a year or two before I was hired, um, phase one was coming up with that strategic vision and phase two was hiring an executive director and getting our team in order. And then it was, what are the capital improvements we need to make? And we focused early on um, in talking with Gerd Reese, our director of Mountain Ops, who is, um, to call him a Superman is an understatement. Um, he just doesn't wear a cape. Um, he does everything on this mountain and supports this mountain 100%. Um, so in working with GERD and with the board, we recognized that this this was the path to go first, while at the same time investing in our snowmaking and upgrading the lights. Um, and that's why that whole first phase of the campaign was focusing on surface lift, lights, and snowmaking enhancements. And snowmaking enhancements are an ongoing process, uh, but we've made we've already made great strides in that area. We've reworked some of the piping around the mountain to be more efficient. We've invested more in fans than than in your your normal stick guns um, because they're more efficient. They're easier to run for less of a staff, which we have less staff. Um, so we feel like we're heading in a really great direction. I, I would agree with that. Like the, to to hear when I first found out about this place, 2017, when I moved back, I happened to drive by the interstate. I was like, "What's that? I've never seen or heard of that." And um, to see it come along from just where it was two years ago, like again, 2017. But I didn't really start working with the mountain skiing here till like two seasons ago. And man, it come along it's like you all are pushing right to the you're gonna i don't want to have to say you might put some of the other guys out but you might put some of the other guys out maybe eventually i don't know no i think the beauty of it is is <laughs> it 
there is room for all mountains right now. There, there are more people skiing this year and last year than in the past. Um, I think coming out of a pandemic, people want to find more ways to get outside for their physical and their mental health. Um, so I think there is room for, for places like Whaleback and there's room for big corporate mountains as well. I think we can all play nice together. And, and as long as there are more people skiing and riding, that's better for everyone. Absolutely. 100% agree. And there is no true competitive stuff. Like I talk BS about it, but you know, I am just kidding. Um, again, he's, we all know each other. John has some kind of crazy story. He started to tell out by the lift with Tim Smith, whom you heard last week. And we love him too, man. And Waterville is just a whole other thing, you know, and, uh, we're going to get, we're going to see if we can get all these, you know, people who run these mountains, John and Alex and Tim and whomever else. So we can just tell stories because it's, God, somebody has got some crazy stories, and it's that's the best part. Plus, I don't have to do as much talking, so that's left less thought for me. So we're going to have a new surface lift. We have new lights. We're pushing into the future. Thursday night, Raceley. It is beautiful. What else we got going on? Oh, we have that new uh, uh, groomer out there. What's that thing like? Pretty nice. Kurt's been super happy with that. Uh, you know, definitely kind of optimized our grooming, uh, made pushing around the snow a lot easier, and I think he's having a good time using it, too, so... And it looks cool out there. It really does. It's a it's a nice print on. It's it needs some whaleback paint on it or vinyl, whatever. That coming along too is that part of a is that like phase two point three eight or something? I would say um, the groomer itself is part of the phase one, and I should have mentioned that earlier because it it specifically supports the on snow experience. And but phase two will be, uh, you know, finding someone who wants to sponsor it. You know, I'm not. I, I was joking with Tim earlier that, you know, we don't want to be NASCAR, but we will, we'll put sponsorship things, sponsorship logos on different things for the right type of deal and for the right company that we want to work with. Uh, for example, we just partnered with Dunkin' Donuts. They painted one of our chairs bright pink. Um, they'll be offering a, uh, everyone runs on Dunkin', take your ski runs day, um, where they're going to be giving out free samples in the coming weeks. Um, so we're, you know, we're excited about the growth in our sponsorships as well. Um, so if someone wants to put their logo on the side of a, a relatively brand new Prenoth Bison, please feel free to reach out. Yeah, totally do it, dude. Somebody do that. Um, dang, if Skirex immediately had more money to be part of a livery like that would be incredible. Um, and I think it would look great. Um, I also think it would look great with also looking like an 80s hair metal album cover, but whatever. I think that's just me who's into that. But it does look great out there, and I'm sure, you know, man, to see amount like this and again that's what i was saying to see it coming along and god i feel like in the next five years this cool old lodge we're sitting here will be demolished and something put up and you know hopefully not big and gaudy like some other mountains do or that thing in the, that lodge over at the hermitage club which looks like it should be in wyoming um which they said to me i didn't say that um they said that to me but still you are pushing that way um what happens when you all get it to a point where there's nothing else to do, or is there going to always be something to do? As as any of your listeners know, um, <laughs> I have not been in this industry for very long. Sure. Alex has been in a little bit less than me. Sure. And we already recognize and have learned that there's never an end to the work you can do. Uh, there's always ways that we can enhance our skier exp and rider experience. There's always um, things to fix. Um you know, I think our goal as an organization is to prove that we can be a sustainable nonprofit ski area, which is very rare in the world. Sure. Um, 
while staying to staying true to who we are and what is our unique character. You know, I think we talked about it the first time we talked that sure. it's a borderline cultish following that we have. And and we want to we want to continue that. We don't want to grow outside of our we don't want to get too big for our britches. Yeah. We uh, want to preserve what Whaleback is, you know, and just yeah. keep this vibe that we have and that'll always be here. That's something we can say with 100% guarantee. It, even even with a brand new lift and a new lodge, the lodge is still going to have a sweet little pub in it cuz that's what we want. You know, the 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 lift that we get, the lifts that we invest in in the future are going to stay true to the size of the mountain and the scope of the mountain. Um, but they're going to be more reliable in the future. Yeah. And that's cool, man. Good. Lon and I will still be out there, you know, running the carpet and giving little kids high fives and bumping chairs. You know, that's something we'll always be doing. I prefer bumping chairs to run, to run in the carpet. I'm... See, and that's just it. Now, I've been asking people as they, um, as we've been talking, I, I don't, I don't remember if I asked John because I wasn't doing the bit yet, but as we talk, we've said the further up the ladder you go, if you go from just, you know, being a lifty or being in food service or whatever, if you get an office, you're rarely in it because you're doing everything else. Some people have their things. I think Hathaway likes parking. Uh, Tim Smith likes ops. What do you guys like to do when you're not doing what you were hired to do but everything else? Not to say their employees stink. It's just part of the what happens. One of my favorite things, I think, is being involved in the night races that we have here, the Thursday Night Race League and the Top Race League. I think that's a lot of fun. No, you know, being up there, the start guys, tons of fun. Just, you know, giving a little hype out there and yelling three, two, one, go is just like, you know, gives me goosebumps every time I do it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, out there in the carpet is also pretty high up there, too. Like, those little kids, man, that are, you know, two, three years, five years old out there are giving me a high five, and they're just they're so pumped to be there, and I just know that, like, they're going to be me one day ripping down the mountain, and yeah. this is where they're starting, and I think that's super cool. But one last final thing I would say, I know I'm going all over the place, but sitting in that top shack is is pretty relaxing for sure up there just watching the skiers come in, make sure they get off safely, the skiers and riders, and that oh. just uh, a little quiet time up there is always good. Excellent. What do you say? I'd say favorite parts of this job are um, there's two. One is is running the, the bumping chairs. You know, I get the opportunity to really interact with our guests um, and our community. And, and I really like that. You know, that's a piece that you can't replicate anywhere else where, you know, I get the chance to to say hello, to ask how their day is and wish them a safe, fun trip is really fun to me. And then the other favorite piece is every day when we turn the lifts on and there's people showing up on the mountain. You know, the amount of hours I've spent here since, since I've worked here where it's just me sitting in the office and no one on the mountain in the off season or in the on season when it's when it's rained, um, I, I don't like those times. I like when when the lodge is full, when the mountain's got people coming down it, when the lifts are full. It's it's really exciting for us. I can imagine, and it's I like how you bring it up being able to talk to um or really interact with your guests, and the entirety of the staff is very good at that. Like I I talked to all these people. One of your lifties who's since who's in Colorado this season, I think he said he recognized me. At Killington one day for the races, I was there working the races. He talked to me. I didn't even see him in the crowd, and I was like, "Man, that's all from being able to actually talk to these people from the small town hill. It's not people just shoving you up a chair. You're actually having these conversations, and it's wonderful. And like I say, I tell people all the time, come on down, man. And you know, now you have other options. Not like you come ski, you could put something on the side of the the groomer if you want to do that and we can get it all wrapped up and it'll look great anything else you guys want to throw out there actually there is now thursday night race league 
is we're now when this air, when this first debuts, we're about two three weeks in, three weeks in. John, you were a top finisher last season. The winner. I'm a defending champ of the B League, and I've never ski raced in my life. <laughs> my team carried me, which is normal. That's what happens in my day to my day job is that my team carries me and gives me the opportunity to celebrate our wins. Excellent. So we're defending. That's great. Alex, are you racing this year? I'm racing. No, I'm more of a make it happen, make sure everything. Heckling me heckling me in the start heckling gate. Heckling him and all the racers for sure. But this year I want to get out there and get some content too. Got a brand new goop. Yeah, me and Alex are going to be out there sticking cameras in people's faces. I might stick a microphone in someone's face too. It's a lot of fun to do that. Awesome, guys. It sounds like even though the, the season's a rough start, it has been for everyone. We're still positive, still running, still here. And still having a good time, man. That's awesome. I love it. And I, I love skiing here. I took a few runs, my first runs of the season here, and I, it was a great time. Gentlemen, thank you very much for doing this again. Everybody coming out the wheelback. Alex, thank you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. And John, as always, very popular here on Ski Edge Media. Thanks, Tim. Ski to believe it. And there you go. A doubleheader guest episode with John and Alex, both from Whaleback at Whaleback. Thank you to those guys. Let me tell you something. This episode almost didn't happen. Why? Well, let me tell you a story. The night that we recorded that was the first night of Thursday Night's Night Race League, right? Right. Now, I had this whole plan. We're going to get together. We're going to do the little update episode for Whaleback. Then we're going to go out on the hill, and it's going to be Thursday Night Race League, and I'm going to take a bunch of pictures and videos and record people. Well, the pictures and videos came out pretty decent, I think. You saw those on uh, social media, if you follow Ski Rex Media on social media, but the audio came back like garbage. Let me tell you something. The audio that I recorded on the side of the hill, putting the microphone in people's faces, like I said at the end of this one, Forget it. I lost almost all of it. I have like a sentence, one sentence from somebody, and I couldn't even clean it up to sound right. I have no idea what happened there, so that was kind of a bummer. And then the audio from the episode was all over the place. 25 minutes of audio, and I had to fight to get it to be something usable. Now, if you listen to the episode, it wasn't so bad. There's, It's 99% there, but that 1% is noticeable. In fact, a couple times, the audio issues step on Alex, and uh, I feel bad about that. That's kind of a bummer, but 99%, but that was quite the fight of editing and bringing in software that could help clean up the audio. But you know what? We got it done the night we recorded it, and I got it done in post editing here in the HQ and it worked out and I really do hope you enjoyed it. The talking to people who lead mountains, mountain managers, GMs, um, other executive director, um, pick your, pick your poison on the uh, title. Some of their titles are the same. Some are different. That continues. We, we talk, we continue talking to mountain leads for the next couple of episodes. Next week starts. There's going to be two episodes, um, not next week. There's going to be one episode next week. The, the following week's episode, two in a row, are going to be mountain leads. And for the first one, it's all from the King Pine Ski Area and the Gunstock Mountain Resort trip I took. You remember that if you follow me on uh, social media. You know I was on the media trip with a bunch of folks, and that was really awesome. 
Um, next week, we have from King Pine, Sean Taylor, Operations and Assistant GM, as well as Chris Setchell from King Pine. Um, he's the ski school director, so that'll be a doubleheader from King Pine, doubleheader guest episode. And then the following week is Tom Day from Gunstock Mountain. He runs that place down there, and he ta- we talk about Gunstock, a few other things, including all the drama that went down at Gunstock. You get it from the horse's mouth this time because someone asked me to ask him. So there's the next couple weeks. Who's coming up after that? I don't know. I should probably record some more, shouldn't I? But if you have any suggestions of someone you would like to hear, on the Ski Rex Media Podcast. Let me know. I'll reach out to them and we'll see what's the what, right? Right. Thank you for listening again to the Ski Rex Media Podcast. I really do appreciate it. Follow and subscribe everywhere you can. Leave comments wherever you can. Leave ratings wherever you can. Five-star rating on Apple Podcasts has been known to happen. Right? Right. And again, if you're listening to this on Podbean, that's awesome. I do appreciate that. If you're listening to it anywhere else, that's great, too. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon. It's all over the place. Um, You can find the Ski Rex Media Podcast by searching searching Ski Rex Media Podcast or going going to SkiRexMedia.com and then going to the podcast page. Right? Right. I think you know how the rest of this works. There's all kinds of contact information in the show notes in the description. Check that out. Check out all kinds of other stuff. Follow, subscribe, all that. And I will see you out there. I hope you're having a good season, everybody. Later. Later.